The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Ben Chewy. In the wake of extensive in-person meetings between Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets brass, including owner Woody Johnson, there is optimism in the Jets organization that they are on the brink of landing the future Hall of Fame quarterback. Fire! Oh, fire! Oh, my goodness! What's the procedure? What do we do, people? Oh, how did that happen? It's out in the hall. No, we don't know that. The smoke could be coming through an air duct. Oh, my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Wait, 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 wait. Everybody just calm down! This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Now, so here's the thing. I still don't know if it's happening. I mean... Like, this feels very, like, this feels as close as we have gotten to Aaron Rodgers not being a member of the Green Bay Packers in the last two decades. Employees of Dunder Mifflin, this has been a test of our emergency preparedness. There is no fire. It was only a simulation. What? This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Latta. I mean, not to call anybody a liar off the top, but there's no Jen. There's no Chewy, big voice. It's just me. Hey, Brian D. Look at this. Cousin something named Brian D. Morning. Uh, so I do want to start by saying this. Uh, everybody be careful out there. So Jen, uh, currently without power in her house. So she, uh, you know, made the wise decision that, you know, it's probably better to take care of your children than and your husband uh, than come in and goof around for two hours on the radio. So um, a lot of people were without power. I was without power this morning when I woke up. Uh, it eventually came back on. Uh, my guess is just kind of driving in and taking a look at some of the trees in my neighborhood and seeing one of the branches that was down um, in my neighborhood on my way in. The snow is wet. The oh, yeah. snow is heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is hanging on trees and is snapping limbs. So be careful out there. Um, a lot of places have snow days, a lot of places not having school today. Uh, if you were without power, hopefully your power is restored relatively shortly. So I, I, everybody, if you're out there, if you have to go to work, um, yeah, I guess this is one of those, if you want to dive into the silver linings of, you know, having to go through a pandemic, our world is even more mobile than it was before. And you could do a lot of work things from home. Uh, so hopefully not everybody has to go into work today. Uh, but we're going to take the next two hours. We're going to have fun and hopefully you have some fun with us. It's Friday, baby. 800-990-3776. So here's pretty much what happened now. Uh, so Ashton and I were planning on doing the show just us. We were just going to do it just us. Because again, Chewie's in Mexico, having a good time. God bless the big man for somehow missing all of the snow once again. I don't think it's snowing there. No, it is. And if it is, my goodness. Um, although, by the way, I was Different in, kind of snow. I was in Vegas. Yeah. Um, nice. Monday, oh, Sunday through when? Well, I got back yesterday. And the course we were playing on Wednesday is like out in the middle of the desert. And you can see the mountains that have like snow in them. And the guy I was talking to is an employee out there. He's like, yeah, a week ago we had an inch of snow on the ground out here. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> it's global warming, Gabe. What's what going here? on? So, anyway, so, so real quick, has the thought crossed your guy's mind that at some point in the not too distant future, we will be like the new Nashville? Like Milwaukee will become kind of that that cool city that's always like between 40 and 90 year round. Like that's what I'm hoping for with all the crazy weather. Look, that'd be fantastic. Um, As much as I love, because I love Milwaukee and I think Milwaukee is one of the best kept secrets. And 
I find myself like trying to closely guard that as much as possible. I don't want to become the new Nashville. Keep Milwaukee a secret, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want all the things I want to be able to do. I want to be able to do them instead of being overcrowded the way Nashville gets overcrowded at yeah. sometimes. You don't want bachelorette parties. I don't want shuffling down yes. Wisconsin <laughs> Avenue. Oh, well, 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 let's, I mean, maybe. Let's, let's hear him out. Let's just, let's, I'm just saying maybe. You know, Ashy's open to it. I'm open to it for Ashy. Thank you. Um, but anyway, I mean, it's kind of like an old school homering game, no rules Friday. So again, home, Ashton and I were planning on doing the show solo. We got the text from Jen, again, without power. So, you know, she wasn't going to be able to come in and do the show today. So Ashton and I like, okay, we can handle this. We've got Wieldy, we've got Craig. And then I saw Steve Scafidi walk in. Steve Scafidi, uh, host of the Steve Scafidi show over on WTMJ, 9 to noon. And he's a Packers season ticket holder. A lot of stuff going on with the Packers. Like, Steve. Swing on by. I've been on your show plenty of times. Let's reverse this and you can come on. You send us a text. Hey, do you guys want another voice? Josh DiMaggio sent us a text. So he's going to be joining at some point. If you are a member of the Good Karma Brands family and you are listening to this, consider this the bat signal to come join the show. All right, this is just going to be a snow day version of Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. We We are going to get as many voices on here as we possibly can. Just organically. If you want to swing on, pop by, give a take on whatever we're talking about. Spoiler alert, a lot of it's going to be Aaron Rodgers Yes, stuff. exactly. Uh, but also, what I want to know, because a lot of places are having snow day, and I want to, again, preface this where I hope everybody is safe. I hope everybody, if, if you are without power, you are restored with power to your home very shortly. But it just got me thinking, because last year we didn't really have any snow days. And maybe it's hitting a little bit closer to me because my wife... Um, last year took a new job, works at a local high school, um, here in Milwaukee. And this is the first year where she's now had some snow days. And it got me thinking, what was your favorite thing to do when you had a snow day as a kid? 800-990-3776. That's so good. Um, I have fortunately slash unfortunately lived in a bunch of cities throughout my life that are notable for snow, right? So I grew up in Rochester, New York. We saw all the crazy things that happened in Buffalo throughout the NFL season because of the snow. Games getting moved, six feet of snow covering up cars. I grew up there. I had a little uh, snowbird stint from 9 to 12 in Orlando, Florida, so that was nice. Didn't get any snow days then? Totally ruined me. Uh, and then I moved to Cleveland. You know, Orlando to Cleveland's a tough that's, move. That's a tough transition. That's that's backwards. Uh, so did a lot of middle school and high school in Cleveland and got a ton of snow days with the lake effect there. And then came here uh, to go to Marquette and live in Milwaukee. And I've been here for almost 15 years now. The one snow day memory, not as a kid, but as a college student that sticks out to me is my freshman year, this would have been... Late 2010, early 2011, Milwaukee got slammed. It was a lot, a lot worse, different type of snow than sure. we're getting today. Today, like you said, wet, heavy, clumpy, just kind of annoying. Um, this was just coming down in droves. And it, when, when it got plowed, it would get to like that six or seven foot level on the side of the roads in the yeah. embankments. So we got a snow day. We walked outside my dorm freshman year, and we saw these two dudes like – throwing shovels into the snowbank. We're like, what's going on? What are they doing? We came to find out that their Mini Cooper was completely buried beneath this snowbank. (laughs) Invisible. It was totally invisible. So me and four of my friends, plus these two dudes, spent the better part of the next two hours trying to de-ice, chisel out their Mini Cooper from the snow. And, of course, we succeeded. There was much rejoicing, uh, and it it became a a fond memory. God bless the person who decided driving a Mini Cooper in Milwaukee was a good idea. 
Again, we get a little bit of snow here from time to time. Uh, so share with us your favorite uh, snow day memory as a child, 800-990-3776. Or maybe we'll even put up a poll at some point, like what your favorite thing to do was as a kid um, during snow day. You know, sledding, playing video games, I was more of a sleeping tuber. in. You sure? Oh, uh, yeah. We, uh, sunburst. Sunburst tubing hill. We would actually do a, like, in middle school, we did, like, a class trip to Sunburst. Nice. Yeah, I looked like, like uh, for the day. I looked like Mark Murphy coming down that Aaron's Hill up there in Green Bay. <laughs> Just <laughs> could, couldn't look any happier. Arms out flying. Like I am our resident Mark Murphy balance. tuber. Uh, but there is still continuously news happening around Aaron Rodgers. Seems like we're moments away at any given moment of potentially him going to the New York Jets. Or are we? Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network decided to join the Rich Eisen show on uh, yesterday, and this is courtesy of Roku. Uh, he had this to say about the Aaron Rodgers situation. The key piece of this, as it has been throughout this entire saga, is that Aaron Rodgers has not yet told the Packers and Jets what he wants to do. He has publicly said that everything's on the table between going back to Green Bay, playing for another team, even retiring. He's got $60 million almost fully guaranteed this year, and he has effective veto power over any trade. So it's really in Aaron's hands to make the first move here. I guess my BS meter's just going off there. If he's having talks with the Jets... And this is just, and maybe this is just me using what's happening as a confirmation bias to what I believe the process was going to be here all along. I assume that everything was going to happen at once. I didn't think it was going to be Aaron Rodgers says to the Packers, hey, I want to come back. And the Packers and him then have the conversation. And, like, we find out about this. Yes, I think that's what's happening behind the scenes. But I think from a public-facing standpoint, I just assumed that the only thing we would ever find out is if he's coming back to the Packers or that he was traded. Like, the fact that the Packers have granted permission to the Jets to speak to Aaron Rodgers says to me they've had the meeting of, okay, you're probably not going to be here going forward Go ahead and see what else is out there for you. It seems to me like Aaron Rodgers has let the Packers know he wants to play, and they've had the meeting of, but it ain't going to be in Green Bay. Well, here's where I stand on that whole thing, Gabe, is a lot of what you're saying is correct, but we've heard Aaron Rodgers over the last couple of years himself talk about how much he uh, is, is envious of the process that NBA superstars have. Right, where they get fully guaranteed contracts and they yep. get oodles and oodles of money, and they get two weeks every summer to get uh, to be the pretty girl at the ball, right? And, and have everybody kind of flirt with them and have their presentations. And Pat Riley throws better free agents, exactly. And Pat Riley throws his bag of championship rings on the desk in front of LeBron James and says, "Try one on," right? Like the, well, that is Woody Johnson like throwing his syringe on the ground. Hey, here's my vaccine. Like, he, what's what's Woody doing here for the Jets? He doesn't have any championships. He. Uh, he one shot. He throws like a, 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 a subway card. I'm, I'm just going to glance over that. I'm glancing what? right over. What happens? It's, it's true. It's true. Fantastic. He does. Um, so I think Aaron Rodgers is very much enjoying the process uh, of being flirted with by the New York Jets or whoever. And the ball is still very much in his court, and he's going to take as much time as he damn well pleases to soak this process in of everybody courting him and loving on him and giving him all the attention that he so wants and in some ways deserves. Yeah, so again, to me, 
it, it just comes down to, I think Rodgers has already had this conversation. And Pelissero continued to talk on the Rich Eisen show, saying that nobody knows how this is actually going to end up playing out. Uh, I, I honestly don't know. And no one else does. I, I've talked to <laughs> practically everybody involved earlier today. Right. Everybody is waiting. Now, I think that logically it's always seemed unlikely that everything would line up for Aaron Rodgers to be back in Green Bay simply because of the situation with Jordan Love, because of the direction that the roster might be going, because of just the, the point in time that we're at. It's made sense that this might be where Aaron Rodgers really moves on. But I just don't know. I mean, he's a unique individual. There's not a lot of people who would go through this type of a process to figure out what they want to do. Whatever he feels after doing whatever it is he he has to do to feel it, that's what he's going to move forward with here. I guess nobody knows how this is going to play out, but I agree with him. It seems that every bit of reporting, whether it's been what we just heard there from Tom Pelissero again on the Rich Eisen Show, Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network, whether it's been a friend of show, uh, Adam Schefter, when he has said, Packers seem like the least likely option. It seems like Jets in retirement are more likely than going back to Green Bay. He, I, I, he's just not coming back. I, I think we need to accept that. I think we need to come to terms with that. But, right? Um, <laughs> but is this going to, this is, are you going to do the, what I do, what I'm going to be doing here in about a month? Like, Tiger Woods isn't going to win the Masters. But, what if he did? What if everything falls <laughs> perfectly right? Um, I do think, and what Palacero said right there stands to reason that the ball is still in Aaron Rodgers' hands. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we oh, can, always has we, been. Right. And we can talk about conversations and we can talk about what the Packers want to happen and certainly what the Jets want to happen. And they can talk together and say, we have figured out the trade compensation. We have figured out how much of this contract the Jets are going to take versus the Packers are going to take. Everything is ready. We need you to press the big red button, Aaron. We need you to say the word that you want this to happen. And that's where the feelings come in. And that's where the sentimental value of 17 years in Green Bay, Wisconsin comes in. He's going to have to be the one that at the end of the day presses the big red button and says, go. And will he be able to do that? That's what we're waiting on. 800-990-3776. He is Brian D. He is our cousin sub of the day. He is in because we have a snow day uh, across Milwaukee. Jen Latta could not make it in today as Again, wisely taking care of her kids instead of taking care of us here this morning on the radio. But we've been asking you about snow day. And what was your favorite part of getting a snow day as a kid if you grew up in the state of Wisconsin? 800-990-3776. Party bus driver Joe, who is formerly um, taxi driver Joe, loved going snowmobiling and he still wants to go snowmobiling. Find the largest snowbank and jump off of it. Uh, and shout out to Apple Man in the Orchard, who I know is a big friend of uh, a big member of the Scouts and Brust family. Uh, he just sent us a picture on the talk and text line saying it's nice and sunny, 72 here in Destin, Florida. The sunrise looks tremendous over the ocean. Uh, Apple Man, not in the orchard, but you Apple Man I, on vacation. It's Friday. We're not going to, you know, Apple Man in the Orchard can enjoy that. I'm happy for him. I really do. It does am. look like a beautiful sunrise. I'm does happy look, for you. It does like fantastic. I'm just, you know, happen to be a little bit jealous, especially because the warmest weather I got in Vegas was 62. Aw, you had to go play golf in and the sun 62? in Vegas and it was 62? Well, I mean, the sun was out some of the time, not all the time. I'm sure you had just a horrific time it out was. there. It was it, I, I feel bad. I'm I had sorry. I wear a hoodie the entire time. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know, right? Terrible. 
Jason Wilde going to continue to help us break this down, and we'll see if he's got any fun snow day memories. Coming up next. Ready, down, put, 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 put. All Packers, all the time. When you look at this offense and you say, who scared opposing defenses when he was being utilized? Aaron Jones is still the top of the list. I don't care what you know Christian Watson did over a four-game stretch. Okay, most of the time. Almonds specifically up. or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts work. <laughs> it's Jason Wildy on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. Uh, Josh and Lake Geneva sharing this snow day memory, which, again, proves you have to be a little bit older. Waiting for the TMJ4 ticker to show your county and seeing that glorious word closed. Now it's just an email, it's a text message, communication's a lot smoother. But, I, yeah, I remember watching the TV, listening to, I grew up in Dodge County, this is 1430 WBEV, shout out to ESPN Beaver Dam now up there in Dodge County, uh, home of... The, the Golden show Beavers. Of the Golden Beavers and the show of our next guest, Willie and Tosh. You can listen to that if you happen to be up in Dodge County, 1430 WBEV. He is our friend. He is our teammate. He is Jason Willie joining the program. Good morning, Jason. Hi, guys. How are you? Uh, doing great. How's the? Uh, how much snow did you guys get up there? Doesn't look like very much. Oh, I really? Looked out the window. Oh. Yeah. We've, so we've got a snow day down that's here. Different for you. Yeah, Jen's without power, so she could not make it into the show this morning. So we have cousin sub of the day, Brian D, with us. Um. So I've been asking, like, what's your favorite snow day memory from a kid? What would you you found out, and of course you wouldn't find out until the morning of. Found out Correct. you had a snow day, Jason. What is a young Jason Wildey doing on the streets of West Dallas? Uh, that's a great question because I don't. I mean, I'm sure we had snowball fights and all that kind of good stuff. Building snowman. Do you want to build a snowman? But I, I'll say this. Who was that last text from? He's uh, exactly right. Yeah, Josh and Lake Geneva. Yeah, you, you, this was it was a totally different ball game. They first of all, they never preemptively gave you a snow day. Like they never looked at the forecast and said, "Oh, it's coming. It's going to hit us. We're going to have a snow day. We might as well just announce it now." That just that did not happen in my youth. And then secondly, yeah, it was get up. You had to get up early in hopes of finding out that it was a snow day. And then when it wasn't and you had to go to school, the disappointment, I don't know how you get up for that. That's like, you know, a, a really bad loss in a postseason tournament, which obviously Marquette almost had yesterday. So it's, 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 a, it's all about overcoming that disappointment and then going to school or winning in overtime like the, the Golden Eagles yeah, did. I, that would be always be the tough, you know, the, the toughest. You hear Mayville, which was five miles away from us, closed. Lamira closed. And then you just don't hear Horicon. Brutal. It, was, it would just always be brutal. tough. You'd have, because you, you would be actively excited. And the, the pain that yeah. you would feel when you did not get that snow day, yes, matches the pain of a, of a loss of your favorite so, sports team as a kid. Jason, I'm curious about this. Gabriel and I are, are married men now, um, and we're, we're transitioning into the next phase of life. What is a snow day like as a parent? Because my, my mom was always a teacher growing up, so she, her... Our elation matched hers in a certain way because she got the day off from work, much like we got the day off from school. But I got to believe for some parents, it's a headache. Like, oh, the kids were supposed to be at school all day. Like, that's my reprieve in some ways. And now I have to figure out what the heck to do. 
Yeah, that might be true for uh, parents who have real jobs. Um, but I, I'm really lucky, right? I mean, I do Wilde and Tausch from our basement studio. Uh, Paul is at home most of the time. So, you know, she coaches gymnastics, but that's at night. So it really is, for us, it's the same elation. Like, we like having them around. And so if they get a snow day, Sydney does this thing, though. I don't know when this became – maybe there, maybe this was going on in, in my youth, and I just didn't know about it. And so that's why I didn't get enough snow days from St. Paul's West Dallas. But the night before, when she goes to bed, if there's the possibility of – if there's snow in the forecast, she flushes a piece uh, – an ice cube down the toilet. And it is supposed to bring the luck of a snow day. Um, I, I would have did, to check did, the stats on that. Did she I don't in, think it's actually worked. she invent this? I'm Googling. I don't know. I, I Thank you, Ashton. I appreciate you <laughs> fact-checking. I hope she invented yes. it. I hope she invented it and this thing just starts spreading like wildfire. So, so, Gabe, what are you flushing down the tro- toilet tonight to try to get Aaron Rodgers to return to Green Bay? Wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, you, hold on, i got to hit the okay, sound here. here we go. We have breaking news. Uh, there's a snow day ritual from Ohio and mid- more Midwestern classic things. Uh, growing up in Ohio, one tried and true method was flushing ice cubes down the toilet and then doing a snow dance. There we go. A snow dance. There you go. Uh, I'll have to, let me, uh, I think she's up already. Because today they actually have off the school parent-teacher conferences. You should just so, wake her up anyways if she's not up. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, they wouldn't be benefiting from a snow day. Um, hey, Sid, do you, do you do a dance after you flush the ice cube down the toilet? Because apparently that's also part of the ritual. You don't do the dance. That's why you haven't gotten a snow day out of the deal. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Yeah. All right, she's, no dance. No okay. dance. Well, no now she knows. Hey, now she knows. So next time there's snow in the forecast, she can do the snow dance to accompany the ice cube. Uh, I, I guess we've put it off long enough, Jason. But see, I thought you did a great job of putting it off. By the way, <laughs> oh thank I you. This was outstanding. Yeah, and, and we're gonna have fun with it throughout the course of the day, um, and continue to ask people about their favorite snow day memories. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. If you want to share yours, uh, is it gonna happen soon? Because it seems like we're at least gaining momentum that this is going to happen. That's true. It does feel that way, and that's what makes me wonder if it's not going to happen soon. Doesn't that? Isn't that how you feel? Like I'm. It feels. I said this to Tausch yesterday. It feels too easy. It feels too neat. It feels too not enough conflicty. Um, but that's and, a good thing, isn't that know, the way we want it? Well, yeah, of course. Which. What makes you think that, given the history, sure. I understand, Yeah. right? There's, 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 I'm sure, desire, especially on the organization side. You know, this is why that report from Rich Eisen was, in, you know, which, again, I know Bob McGinn used the word disgusted. I'm not sure the reality of that, but I, I can confirm, as many others have, that they were sick of a lot of stuff that Aaron has done or, or hasn't done. But when Rich Eisen talked about how the Packers were actively hoping that Rodgers would either choose to retire or choose to go somewhere else, uh, I still I was blown away by that because first of all, um, you know Rich works for the NFL Network. Obviously, knows a ton of people in the league who would be comfortable enough to, you know, kind of pass along what the vibe has been from the Packers. Uh, 
And Goody clearly, based on what Bob McGinn said and Tom Silverstein and others, clearly had been loose-lipped about how frustrated he and the organization were with Rodgers. So the, the idea that an organization was hoping that a future Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback was not wanting to come back to them to let them off the hook tells you everything you need to know about, A, kind of how they function these days, but B, how desperately they didn't want to have to be the bad guys. And, you know, there's part of me uh, that thinks that Rodgers has some tricks up his sleeve still that could uh, change the, the way it's perceived. So I'm not, I'm not ruling that out. Um, if it happens today or tomorrow, great. If it doesn't, I mean, not tomorrow. We've got the girls both competing gymnastics meets. But uh, <laughs> if it happens soon, great. If not, you know, that's the way it goes. But I, I, the, the, the thing that I keep thinking about, and, and again, I, you know, I don't know – I don't know how this meeting went. I don't know how jazzed up Aaron Rodgers is to be uh, the savior of a franchise that uh, hasn't been to the Super Bowl in, what, 54 years when they won it, Super Bowl three. Um, that has uh, not made the playoffs since the Packers won their last Super Bowl. I mean, you think about how much criticism Rodgers gets for not getting to another Super Bowl. He's going to a team that hasn't been to the playoffs since that happened. Um, you know, the, the, I don't think the New York media is better than us, but they're certainly tougher than us when it comes to being, you know, I don't want to say mean spirited, but getting after people, um, you know, there's, there's some imperfections with the idea of being the New York Jets quarterback and things that would make me apprehensive. And it makes me wonder if this theory that has been advanced by some, uh, is what's going to happen, which is. He says, you know what, I think I'm just not ready to make a decision, so if I have to decide, I'm just going to retire. And no one's going to believe that it's forever because it probably won't be. And then it frees up some other options for him down the road later if he's patient. So I think that's a possibility. I will say this one last thing. Uh, Zach Rosenblatt, who covers the Jets for the Athletic, had a, had a tidbit yesterday about Sauce Gardner, not about burning his uh, cheese had cheese that he stole <laughs> at Lambeau Field, but that but that he was doing this live stream and on there he said that there's a bunch of package deals uh, that are involved and he said I can't say who. Now I had a little fun with it and created like a little uh, collage on Twitter of all the different people that he would want to bring back or bring along with him, but that to me is really interesting. Like, does that mean that the Jets, like the Buccaneers, were with Tom Brady, with Gronk, and others? Does that mean the Jets are willing to take on, you know, Tom Clements as a senior offensive assistant? Obviously, Randall Cobb, if he wants to keep playing, Mercedes Lewis. I've, I said this three days ago. Brian, Brian Gutekunst talked about the, the restructure of David Bakhtiari like it was a done deal in Indianapolis a week ago Tuesday. And here we are Friday of the following week, and it ain't no done deal. So that's and and their offensive line stinks. So it makes me wonder if David's headed there too. It's it's really it'll be really interesting to see how this unfolds. But I, I'll be surprised if we have a resolution in the next day or two. Jason, we appreciate the time. Uh, you enjoy you know any sort of rituals that your daughter is going to continue to do to get those snow days to come up in Green Bay. 
Well, they've got their uncle Charles. Charles Robinson is here, so they're they're oh. very happy that they're going to come on, to on a snow day. Um, maybe uh, I think they're going to the movies today. This they're all. He's all about them. Like he and I have been friends for twenty years, but he really doesn't care that I'm even here. Yeah. It's, it's all about the girl. All right. So, what time are they going to the movie? Because that's definitely the time it's breaking. Oh, that's a good point. Because uh, <laughs> it also affects him. Yes, um, yes, I it does. Know. Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but uh, that. Oh man, maybe they. Maybe we'll just have to stream something just well, to be safe. And again, then it won't happen, right? Wait, then, yes, then it won't happen. So, Jason, I mean, perfect. tell Charles he's, he's just going to have to take one for the team here. Yeah. And whenever they decide, whatever time they decide, just shoot me a text so I can kind of plan my day, the rest of my day around that. I will keep you all posted. You know I will. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. Jason Willie joins three times a week here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. X-Golf at American Family Field is Milwaukee's destination for indoor golf simulators and training by award-winning PGA pros. You can take advantage of one-on-one lessons with uh, from Wisconsin PGA Award winner Andy Barrett for an in-depth and thorough lesson. Andy, again, award winner with the PGA, knows what he's doing when, he, when you want to get better. And this is the time of year, especially with the snow falling. You want to hit the spring. You want to hit the ground running. You want your game to be great, and Andy can help you get your game to where it should be. This training, plus industry-leading technology, you are going to learn more about your golf game than ever before. It's conveniently located inside of American Family Field. X-Golf, it's open year-round, plus great views, great menu. So many great things at X-Golf. Just visit xgolfamfamfield.com for bookings and more information. It's Friday, and that means it's time to check in with GKB President Craig Karmazin. I'm like part of the overall home office team that was fortunate enough to be invited to the party. So I'm, you know, I'm attending. I've already RSVP'd, so I will be there. Fridays with Mo. I've never been somewhere before they were usable. For what it's worth, Charlotte Airport, there a, which has some great sleeping pods. Is there a prophylactic rubber in there? No, there is not. Craig Karmazin on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. It's he joins us every Friday here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. He is Craig Harmison. I'm Gabe Knight, so along with Cousin Sub of the Day, Brian D. Jen Latta could not make it in this morning as uh, we do have a snow day. She's without power. Hopefully power is uh, back at her house relatively soon. So we welcome in Craig Harmison. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. So is it is it that bad out? What's going on? Well, so are you, well, so, I mean, you could be anywhere in the world right now. Where are you? I am looking out the window. I was back for the Bucks game last night. I'm okay. looking out the window. It's still snowing. Sure. I drove home from the Bucks game last night. It was not pretty, but it wasn't like, you know, it was manageable. So it's it's that really wet, heavy snow, and it's really sticking to trees, Craig, and I think it's taken out a couple of branches um, across different areas, you know, different areas of, Mil- of the Milwaukee greater metro area and i think that has caused some power outages like i did not have power at my house this morning when i woke up it's also craig like it's the type of snow that's clumping up into these big semi-frozen icebergs in the middle of the street so it makes driving a little bit harder especially closer to downtown okay all right debbie lazaga thanks (laughs) (laughs) time saver traffic have have you come to terms that aaron Rodgers is no longer going to be a member of the green bay packers so I was listening to you guys yesterday afternoon, and then I was listening to, to Strofe after you, and he was, like, fully there. Um, I still feel like – don't you feel like there's one more, like, twist that this story's going to have? So I'm not there yet. I feel like there's still one more twist. Um, but 
I don't think it's Aaron back as the quarterback, but I don't think it's as simple as, okay, they're going to trade him today to the Jets. So I'm waiting on what that twist is because I don't think, I just don't think that Aaron who went through being in Jordan's seat and saw Brett change his mind after they had already committed the team to him will do that same thing. So I, you know, I, there's a twist coming. I just, the beauty of it is I don't know what it is. It wouldn't be a twist if I knew what it was. Craig, if there is a twist, I lobbed this conspiracy theory up to Gabe yesterday afternoon when we were filling in for Homer and Tony, who are in New York City with the Marquette Golden Eagles. Um, if there is a shiny distraction of a team to point everyone's attention in one direction while Lurking beneath as the creepy music plays here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, there's another team working under the table. The shiny distraction, and you know as well as I do, Craig, is the New York Jets, right? They've got so many fans in the national media. They've got an owner and a group of coaches and people close to Aaron that would be willing to leak out that, hey, we're flying across the country on my private jet to meet with him in Malibu. Like, Do you think there's any any credence at all? To my cockamamie theory that this is a shiny distraction to distract all of us from the inner workings of a deal with, like, the Carolina Panthers. No, I don't think it's a distraction because I don't think anyone would have anything to gain from that. Like, I don't know what what the Packers or the Jets would have to gain from it. But, I mean, my understanding is still that Aaron has not communicated to them. So if Aaron says, but, but, but come on, Craig, come on, like you, you, you have to know how these things work. Like he's clearly had conversations with the Packers. If the Packers are granting permission no, to I, the Jets to I have don't. conversations, there's been some sort of communication there. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's made his decision. I mean, you say I know how things work. Like this is a unique situation. So I'm not pretending to know how it works. And I could see as excited as the Jets were about the conversation. Maybe the twist is that Aaron says, hey, I'm going to retire if it's the Jets, and he engineers his way to a different team. And that despite the Packers and Jets being ready to deal, Aaron's not a willing participant, which blows it all up. Well, uh, and Craig, I'll push back on the nothing to gain thing by having another suitor in the mix because the Packers would have everything to gain if there was competition over getting Aaron Rodgers services, right? Because instead of having one deal to choose from, all of a sudden you bring another team in that maybe offers a higher pick or is willing to take on more of right, that contract. But, but right? I'm saying, but, but of course, but they would want as many as possible. So they wouldn't want them lurking in the background as a secret. They would want them out there so they could get as much from the Jets as possible and as much from that other team. I mean, there's no value in keeping that second team a secret. I mean, ideally you'd want three or four teams in the mix if you could do it. Talking with Craig Carmison, as we do each and every Friday here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. He's Cousins of the Day, Brian D. I am Gabe Neitzel. Is this, as a Hoops fan... Wait, how many how many passive-aggressive knocks on the Badgers has Brian made today versus positive statements about Marquette? So far today, zero, uh, he, but it's he, early. And he actually just like didn't even fight back when Jason made like a quip about Marquette almost losing in the, in the Big East tournament yesterday in embarrassing fashion. Like, Brian just, like, he he didn't even quick back at Jason when he did that. It yeah. was impressive. Craig, it is so early in the game today. The Packers, or the Badgers, excuse me, probably have, like, one basket. You know what I mean? They, they probably have two points. It's that early. And we're nearing halftime yeah. of the show. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Good one. <laughs> is this... Um, 
Marquetta, by the way, threw 75 bucks on him uh, when I was in uh, Ohio this week with legal gambling to win the Big East tourney. Um, Ooh. You know, and, and I mean, it's possible. Uh, Providence uh, get, put a little uh, scare yesterday into UConn, but I think UConn may look like the best team right now in the conference. But I think Marquette obviously uh, has a good shot to win. As a Hoops fan, is this your favorite time of the year? Like Big East, so uh, I, I understand the, tur- the the draw of the tournament, and, and there's nothing like the tournament, but there's also some comforting feeling that I have that I can, if you're a college basketball fan, like for the next four days, uh, counting yesterday, you can just turn on the TV at any point and see like highly competitive basketball. The best two days of the year are clearly next Thursday and Friday, and even into Saturday and Sunday. So next, those next four days are the best time. But the truly best time for any basketball fan is the NBA playoffs because you just have every single night, like every, like, you know, because it's just the one off day in between. So every night you have like three, you know, four, you know, on the top side, but at least two to three good games every night. And like this year, the NBA playoffs. So yes, for a short burst, but I mean, you're really looking at now through June is going to be pretty amazing year yeah no it's my problem with the nba playoffs though is we have to wait so long to get there like last night i'm at the bucks game too last night craig and the end of the game got great but for what is it 44 minutes or whatever it is it was pretty superfluous and then the result doesn't matter that much right like the playoffs are awesome in the NBA, but it seems like this Bucks season, we are in a 100-game preseason to a seven-game battle with the Boston Celtics. Oh, no way. No way. I mean, it's, but there's, I mean, it's all the positioning. It's all the rotation. It's seeing, you know, Jay Crowder uh, getting into the mix. It's seeing how Javon Carter has, uh, you know, has stepped up throughout the year. Like, all this stuff matters. It's seeing if Grayson Allen you know, he's going to be able to continue to be as, as much of a driving threat in the postseason. Like, it's, it all creates the drama, and it's all looking at the matchups. I mean, and last night, I mean, you see what the Nets do without going back to their starters. Like, every game is, is so unique, and, and I get it, but I also think the more you watch college basketball this time of year, the more you realize the talent difference yeah. and just how, yes. you know, and how unbelievably better. I mean, I watched a double overtime game the other night between New Mexico state and I don't know who it was now that I think about it. It was in the Missouri Valley conference or not, not the Missouri, uh, the mountain West conference and the quality of basketball is just, I mean, offense is just not being played at a very high level when you look at the NCAA right now. Yeah, especially in Madison. That's two. Yeah. Um, with the Bucks, Craig, before we let you go, I, I, I want to know if you agree with this. And I don't think that it's the end-all, be-all, because we saw the Bucks win as a three-seed a couple of seasons ago. So I, I've kind of learned with the NBA that seeding isn't always the most important thing. But I think especially in the Eastern Conference – where it really only seems like three teams can win the title when we're talking about the Bucks, Celtics, and Sixers to go to the, the, the NBA Finals and represent the East. To me, getting the one would be such an advantage because you would only have to go through one of Boston and Philadelphia versus having to go through both of them if you end up being the two or the three. Would you agree with that, yeah. that getting the one yeah. seed is, is more important this year than it's maybe been in years past? 
Absolutely it is, because last year the Bucks were on the road for Game 7, but they also had a home closeout game in Game 6 against the Celtics. So you never know how that home court will flip, but I think you're exactly right. It's about the level of competition you have going in. Now, remember in the Bucks championship run, the Sixers were the one seed, and they never ended up, you know, playing in that, uh, you know, as they lost to the Hawks, right? So I guess you never know, but assuming that those three teams are the three teams that get through, then it's a huge advantage to only have to play one of those three teams rather than having to beat two of those three teams, especially if you're then hoping to win a third round after that, which would be the NBA Finals. Craig, we always appreciate the time, always appreciate your insight. Look forward to talking to you again next Friday. All right, let's just respect what Greg Gard has done over an extended period of time. There's almost no college basketball programs in the country that have had that, that level of consistency. So we can respect that program while being excited about Chaka so I, I, and Marquette I, yes, and everything going yes, on. Here's, here's yes, the crazy I, part. I, here's the ahead. crazy part. I think Brian, despite making fun of Wisconsin now twice and potentially a third time coming up here and their lack of offense this year, like, I don't think Brian is somehow more rational about Wisconsin than a bunch of Wisconsin fans are because there are too many Badgers fans calling for Greg Gard's head. He's not and, losing his job. And I don't think Brian D thinks that Greg Gard, I mean, How are you A, gonna... he's going to want Greg Gard to keep his job because, yes, they're not scoring a bunch of points. But I don't think he believes that Greg Gard deserves to lose his job. I totally agree with that. Uh, a thousand percent and how could you fire a head coach after he wins the NIT that's going to be unbelievable all right enough enough of him all right have a good weekend guys Thanks, go, go golden eagle yeah. <laughs> like we had done we had really done a good job avoiding that was all Craig's fault 100% Craig's fault look if you team me up yeah. I'm going to hit it 270 right down the middle yeah you're just not going to 270 feet of yards mm, I don't know I got to think about it during the break <laughs> We'll get back to Aaron Rodgers, maybe a little Marquette stuff. Coming up next, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Can I be Chuck Woolery? Yeah, Tiny Mike. Tiny Mike. I average. I mean, no, I want to ask the questions. <laughs> Tiny Mike on 94.5 ESPN. So get it over, get it on me. I just want to Version of Jen Gabe and Chewy. I'm Gabe Neitzel. A couple cousin subs of the day now with me here in the group of losses. One call that's all studios. We have Brian D, who has joined us, and because he's such a good pal, volunteered to come in um, a little bit early because we were shorthanded this morning. Josh DiMaggio. I wasn't sure if Brian was going to make it. I was already in the shower and done by the time he said, you know, I'm going to go in there too. So I was like, you know what? I'm already up. I'm moving. This car has to get out. I'm parked downtown. Let's just do it. So, Josh, you and I, believe it or not, live on the same street. He's about 400 <laughs> yards closer yeah. to the office than I am. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was I was thinking about sending out the bat, bat signal and, like, picking him up, you know? Oh. I felt like uh, a member. You, you remember we've seen those videos of the Buffalo Bills when they got yeah. snowed in and, like, members of the organization were fishing players out of their houses. Like, it's what I felt like with Joshy this morning. But So, the thing with Joshy is when he shows up, He's just ready to go. It's a big caveat. Like, he is just ready to go. Yeah, no kidding. And he was, so while we had Craig Carverson on, he was with Ashton Rotman, our producer, back in the producer studio. 
And apparently he was just firing off takes. I mean, so I'm, I'm scrolling Twitter. I'm getting ready to retweet something from the station account. I say yesterday was National Meatball Day. Bad yeah. job by me for not bringing it up on the show. But I was like, oh, dang it. It's National Meatball Day. I missed it. And Josh goes, meatballs are overrated. Just a brutal take. Just unbelievably wrong. You've never been more wrong about anything. I I thought that was a like universal take when I threw it out there into the ether. See, no. Universally uh, bad. So uh, here's here's the problem. That's now you're starting to think like Homer. <laughs> whereas you think you think something, so then everybody else thinks that same thing. No, I've had plenty of meatballs in my day. I a Swedish meatball I will enjoy on occasion. No, but- those are too smooth. You want some oomph? No, I don't, I don't want oomph. Oomph is the last thing I want when I'm in the the idea of an amorphous blob of meat that gets baked and thrown into gets thrown into a, a a pasta is just something I don't enjoy that much. There's too much. It takes too much maintenance to get the proper meat to pasta to sauce ratio. Sometimes if they're too big, you're you're now wedging cutting all these pieces of of all of it. It's just. A meatball is too much work. Give me a meat sauce, and I'll be happy. Okay. I, I see where you're coming. I, you, you, I think you're just eating the wrong meatballs. By the meatballs. way, put it, put it on the poll. Our meatball's overrated. It's, it, you it, think it, I haven't been typing this for five yeah. minutes already? <laughs> the problem is, too, is it's too reminiscent of a meatloaf, which is just a disgusting... Yeah, see, that's too big. So you're gotcha. you're referencing, like... By the um, way, you just you get Joshy on here. He gives one takeout, and the phone, <laughs> phone lines just start light lighting Boom. up. 800 Do you guys remember Buca de Beppo? And of course. forgive me if that's still a, a restaurant chain. I, I associate it with, like, the early 2000s. I don't know, but I do not know. Buca de Beppo was their most notable item is they served a meatball the size of Gabe's head. Like it was like it was like a bowling ball, which is (laughs) (laughs) and I agree with you on that front. It was it was not as appetizing per se as uh, a smaller meatball, which they did very well as well. But the, it, it, I think you're just eating the wrong meatballs, Joshi. I've had, I, I come from an Italian family. I've been to many <laughs> Italian restaurants. DiMaggio, didn't give it away. <laughs> I don't, it's Polish. I don't view the meatball as a necessary part of my spaghetti, my pasta, however it's being had. If you're putting that much meat, have you ever seen the process also? That's a big part of how something tastes. If you ever see it with a meatball, get they're just barehanded meatballs rolling them up in their hands <laughs> yeah. like it's a booger. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're so I've, wrong about all I've, this. I've made meatballs yeah. before. Yeah. Like in the last month, I've probably made spaghetti and meatballs out of- You've meatballed in the past I have. month? I have. Wow. Rolled them up. Did Who the whole thing. Who's among us? <laughs> So, Joshy, let me get your yeah, opinion. Yeah, I mean, you got to get your hands in there. You crack yeah. the egg, you got to get them, you know, no. you just got to really dig in. Your own meat claws. Uh, let me get your opinion, Joshy, on this trade. I saw this on Twitter uh, last weekend from at count underscore Dressula. Um, here's the tweet. At a meat raffle, and I won five pounds of meatballs, which my wife traded for a rack of ribs and then traded the rack of ribs for a small ham. An outright disgrace oh, and possibly the divorce, worst trade. trades divorce. I've ever seen. Yeah, divorce. You the cashed le- in with the ribs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the commissioner needs to step in and Chris Paul this thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's horrific. I think I think you hit an absolute home run going from the meat frozen meatballs at the meat raffle <laughs> to ribs. That's like, that's the prime territory. And then down to ham. Nobody likes a big block of ham. No. Like, I'll have a ham sandwich, but I don't Thinly want like... sliced. I don't want to like have sp- to make the ham myself. A spiral ham? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll get that away from me. <laughs> <laughs> All the way out. Wait, so where do you... So yesterday was National Meatball Day, which is how this conversation started with you. Uh-huh. Do you like a meatball sub? Not particularly, no. And the problem, it's a different problem. 
When you bite them, <laughs> <Not enough. laughs> I got a lot of problems with that. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with when, when you bite a meatball sub, you lose meatballs out the other end. Yeah. It's not if you get the proper ratio. Pudding, you got to go to better places. You either got to slice the meatball in half and place it so it sits flat because when you got you can't put round inside of inside of uh, a piece of bread like that. Well, I think you, you're just <laughs> you're you're either having the wrong bun or the key to yeah, a good meatball sub. You gotta have a good piece of cheese to lock in. You're the so meatball. right about that though. And also some places again if you go to the right places, some places are scooping out a little bit of the bread to get a yeah. little bit of that mm. boat action. Josh, I do, you're I just do love meat, a boat. You're that's, just eating it wrong. I don't know what to tell you. See that's a Bobby Flay trick and I'm surprised you're bringing that up again, because you hate Bobby Flay. I just Flay. don't like him as a person. His skills are fantastic. I just don't want him ever to be around. A major problem with the meatball sub is also the accoutrements are so basic. You basically can add a cheese to the bread and meatball. Yeah, how dare you have meat well, and cheese? Also, Who doesn't like yeah. that? But well, I want some veggies. I want some sauces involved. Yeah, yeah, like, you have sauce. marinara sauce. Yes. Not, you're not just well, you're don't, don't, in, uh, don't get me going sub. about marinara sauce. Get it away from everything as a dipping vessel. I have no okay, you, You're a dip. What, you're what's a, wrong with you? I, what I'm learning is that <laughs> you have the palate of a six-year-old. You, you might I'm be a quite, younger version I'm of Homer. Refined. I, you might be a younger version of Homer. I'm high That's what I have learned in the last six I have minutes. champagne taste. My mom has told me that forever. I may just be working on a beer budget. So I don't know <laughs> what to tell you about this. Big high life guy over here. Yeah, but meatballs, get them out of here. A, a sausage in a sauce, an Italian sausage in a sauce. You, you love that. that. That is good. I, I just don't understand why you wouldn't want the marinara with because the meatball in the meatball sub. That when you're eating, there's an aesthetic pleasure to eating as well. And a ball of meat that's been baked and sometimes is lumpy and has weird shapes to it. I don't like the look of a it's meatball. One shape. It's a ball. We'll, we'll give Joshy the last word. What's the most aesthetically pleasing dish? Wow. I think a good salad. A Caesar salad. All right. All right. Wow. Cut off his microphone. <laughs> Just cut off his microphone. Hey, hey thanks, guys. Unbelievable. <laughs> Hour two, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, two minutes.